פרק המדף מ"ט עמוד ב' Failure of Responsibility על עסקי פתיחה וכריעה. We've been dealing with various different categories of נזיקין, different categories of damage, and each have an icon that represents that category, so we've dealt with שור המזיק, the ox that damages, he either damages by קרן using his horns to go, or רגל using his feet to trample, or שיין using his mouth and his teeth to graze, and cause damage to surrounding fields as a result of that. And we had אש, which is the נזק of fire, and now we're dealing with bor, the category of damage represented by the pit where one digs a pit, a ditch, something potentially damaging in a place where the public or others have access. We're not talking about digging pits in your own private property where nobody else should be, but doing so in areas where other people are entitled to be and their animals are entitled to be. That's the category of bor. And in approaching them, I want to show you how to start with a new idea with first principles. Uh, on the next onward on Daphnoon, we start getting into more granular detail about the bar. And we could start off right away of understanding what everybody says. What did the Amiroyim say about bar? What did the Rishonim say about bar? What did the Achronim say about bar? But I prefer to take you through a process of first, what do we say about bar? What are our understandings of the first principles? And then let's evolve our understanding As we move through, when you're learning in this way, it's important to, to remain very open-minded. You, we, we can't become rigid about, about one's ideas. It one's allowing ideas to evolve, and that's how ideas remain flexible and alive and dynamic. And it becomes an important process of learning. And this is a great example of where we'll start with Bor. As you can see, I haven't brought a lot of sources here. I just want to look at the essence of what's the issue about Bor, what's the uniqueness of Bor, How do we understand what's a, what's the framework what's the paradigm the lens through which we're going to start looking at ball and then we'll develop it and maybe we'll have to modify it maybe we'll have to change it that's part of the learning process let's start with the posuk the, the posuk is in mishpatim the verse on the Torah if a man opens a pit or digs a pit and doesn't cover it and an ox or a donkey falls into it The owner of the pit will pay and return money to the owner. And then the dead carcass of the animal in the pit can belong to him, but he's going to pay the owner in full for the animal. That's the possible. There are many things that come to mind. Firstly, we're talking about, build, about digging a pit in a place where people are walking, where animals are walking. So we're talking about Rishut HaRabim, as we will see. We're talking about the public domain. What's the Baal HaBor? Who's the owner of the Bor? How do you become the owner of a Bor? How do you own a Bor? You've created a, a hole, you've created a ditch, a stumbling block. In, so a stumbling block, if you put a beam of wood which belongs to you in the Rishut HaRabim, that's, that's different. But you dig a hole, you've just taken sand, you've taken earth out of the Rishut HaRabim. Why does that make it your pit? What is the Baal HaBor? Secondly, we've just been learning. Three days ago, we learned about a neighbor who dumps fruit into his neighbor's yard. The owner of the yard's animal eats the fruit and overeats and dies. The deal of Rav, you remember, she shouldn't have eaten the animal, she shouldn't have eaten the fruit. Well, it's not the problem. The person put the fruit there in the first place. What about that? But after all, if the person wouldn't have put it, my neighbor wouldn't have dumped his fruit in my property, my animal wouldn't have eaten the fruit. So what did the Tosfus Reed say about that? Do you remember? Why am I not responsible for putting the fruit there in the first place? That's because the animal should have done it. But after all, I facilitated it. What did we say? What did the Tosfus Reed say? Groma. Remember the Tosfus Reed? That's Groma. That's, that's direct damages. It's morally wrong, but there's no legal claim. 
you facilitated the damage, but it's not direct damage. So why is this not wrong? I put a, a pit in the Rishus Harabim. I dig a hole in the Rishus Harabim. Somebody's animal gets damaged. Uh, morally wrong. No, no question. I should not be digging holes in Rishus Harabim. But what's, what's the legal claim on me? It's not my hole. The animal should watch where it's going. We learned back on Koftes, if you remember, that human beings sometimes are preoccupied and don't look where they're going. Do you remember that? But animals, their heads are down. They look where they're going. So the animal, the same as we said with the fruit, the animal shouldn't have fallen into the pit. The fact that I dug the pit where I shouldn't have dug it, that's grandma. I came in no direct connection with your animal. It might have been a week later. There's no connection between my digging the pit and your animal falling in. Yes, I caused it. Had I not dug the pit, the animal wouldn't have fallen off. But that's grammar. So what is it with this thing of the, of the pit? Interesting, the Chizkuni says on the on the positive, the Chizkuni is a Rishon, I think in the 13th century, the Chizkuni, he doesn't do a, a lot of, uh, of original work. He was like a scholar. He went around looking for various manuscripts of, that were explained the Torah. And he brought them together, he curated them into an anthology. And we have that as the Chizkuni on the Torah. The Chizkuni says there, We learn in the Gemara, and we learn back on Dav Chavtet, that this only applies to an ox, to an animal falling into the pit. But if a human being falls into the pit, I'm not Chayev Kofer, I don't have to pay for that person's life. Why, says the Chizkuni? Because the human being should look where he's going. Even though we said a person is sometimes preoccupied, that's he might walk, walk into a beam. He might walk into something, walk into somebody, or into somebody carrying something, the case we had there. But to fall into a hole, a person doesn't do that kind of thing. He looks where he's going. But an animal, for the person, he caused his own damage. But when it comes to animal, when it comes to utensils, to kalim, a human being carries the, the kalim. So again, the human being should be watching where he's carrying the kalim. But an animal, an ox, a donkey, walks around, doesn't know where it is, it dips into the hole. That, that's why it is. So we, we see that this is designed specifically for animals. Says the Ibn Ezra. The Ibn Ezra is, is just, a, it's fascinating altogether. The Ibn Ezra, people don't learn him a lot because it's so, it's so difficult. The Ibn Ezra was a, an adventurer intellectually and physically. He lived in Spain, he lived in North Africa, he lived in Italy and Southern Europe, he lived all over the world. And he taught it, he learned Torah all over the world. And he was a scientist and an astronomer and a, and a, a massive Talmud Chochem. And the Ibn Ezra writes, Why is the Torah so concerned about your digging a pit? It's not your bit, it's indirect dam damage. The Torah doesn't want animals dying needlessly. The only reason for, to kill an animal is for the need of a human. That's something the environmentalists don't, don't even get, that we're allowed to use the environment to progress humanity, because humanity is the highest form of life on, on the planet, and the whole planet is here to serve humanity's pursuit of avoidas Hashem, of, of service of God ultimately, not humanity's pursuit of, of nonsense, not humanity's pursuit of, of cruelty, and, and of, of immorality, but humanity's pursuit of greatness. The whole planet is here to support humanity's pursuit of greatness. So if an animal is going to sustain a human being, you kill the animal. If an animal is going to provide leather for a human being, and the human being is going to be a, a, a great, fine human being, you kill the animal. It's done for animals to die. So you see, certainly hunting would never be allowed. Hunting for sport would never be allowed, according to the Torah. Says the Ibn Ezra, Ki ein Hashem chafetz, Behima, Chinam, Adam. 
And some people say, where does it say in the Torah, thou shalt not hunt? Here you've got it, says the Ebenezer. You see, from here the Torah does not want animals to die for no reason, for no reason at all. And that's part of what this din is of the pit. But also, you're causing financial loss to the owner of the animal. But that's his secondary reason. The first reason, says the Ebenezer, is be careful that you don't do things where animals are walking that could cause the animal to be to die. You might kill an animal needlessly. That Hashem doesn't want that to be. So we see this idea of fit. We see that Rishonim already struggling with what is it, why is it, and it's so different. Now, in the very first Mishnah, in the introduction to Bavakabe, we learned, Bor is unique in that it's the only Nezik, it's the only category of Nezikin that doesn't go to the Niza. In all the other cases, the ox goes out and causes damage, whether through the Karen or Shane or Regal, through going or through eating or through grazing and, walk, and walking on the fields. The animal goes and does it. Aish, the fire goes from your property and it moves somewhere else. But Bor is stationary. What happens? Somebody else comes and falls in the ball. All the more reason that it should be considered grammar, that it should be considered a secondary. Says the Mishnah. The common denominator of all categories of nezek is they can be predicted to cause damage. They are all capable of causing damage. And you should be responsible for protecting it. Here we have a hint at our approach uh, that we're going to evolve for both. The essence is not that it's yours, but shmiratana letter. You are responsible to take care of it. Why are you responsible to take care of it? Now we come to our Gemara on Daf Memtes on the bed. Oh my God! Ki yiftach v'chi yichre im al p'tichach hayav al kriyal o kolshchet. If the Torah says by merely opening a pit that somebody else dug, somebody else digs a pit and covering covers it, you uncover it. You're you're responsible. Why does the Torah then still have to tell me, ki yichre, and, and also if you dig it? Of course, if you dig it, that's a kosher. If, if you're responsible for uncovering a pit that somebody else dug, you're certainly responsible for covering it, the pit that you dug. What the Torah is teaching us is this is not because it's your pit. It's not because of the pit. It's because of the activity. It was the digging and the uncovering which creates the fields. The field is created by the action, not by the object, unlike the other categories of nezik. The other categories of nezik, it's your ox. The ox caused it, you are responsible because you own the ox. The ash, the fire caused it, you are responsible because you set the fire going. The pit is not yours, it's in Rishut Arabim, you, you, you didn't do it in your, in your property altogether. But it's al escape, it's about the matters of digging, it's about the actions of digging. What bothered me with this wording in this Gemara is escapedicha. Why doesn't it say al ma'aseptika? Va'al ma'asekriya. What you hire for is the act of digging. What you hire for is the act of uncovering. What's escape? The business of covering, of uncovering a pit. The business of digging a pit. What's the business? And the key to that, I think that we're going to find back in our Gemara Daf Kaftet Amudbet. We discussed this in the Matmarim Shir. There are two things which don't belong to a human being, but the but the Torah treats them as if they do belong to it, to an individual. These are they. 
Borb Shutarabin, a bar in the public domain, it's not yours, but you called Bala Bor, but you it's not you're not the owner of the bar, you didn't buy it, you didn't invest in it, it's not in your property, it's in public property. What is the ownership? The Torah says we're going to treat it as if it's yours. And Chometz, after six hours on Erev Pesach, the Chometz is Asur Bahana'ah. You're not allowed to get benefit from your Chometz. That means it's not yours anymore. If it's not yours anymore, how can you be over? How can you transget that you're not allowed to have Chometz in your possession? It's not in your possession. The Torah is taking it out of your possession. That says Rabbi Yishmael. The Torah puts it back in your possession in as much as you are hired for the Isur of Chometz. That's what it does. Now, why these two these two points? Are they random examples of things that the Torah happens to put in your responsibility? Or is there a connection between the two? Is there something that Chometz can teach us about Bor? Because that will open our approach to understanding the nature of Bor. What can Chometz teach you about Bor? Let's have a look at Chometz. What have you done wrong with Chometz? It's now an hour before Pesach. You've got chomets in your house. Does that chomets belong to you? You didn't. You weren't mevatel. You didn't burn the chomets. You didn't annul the chomets. You didn't even know the chomets existed. You've just suddenly discovered there's chomets in your house, and you didn't have it in mind to to announce it. Is it your chomets? No, you've got no. No, you're not allowed to use it. You're not allowed to get any benefit from it. Hashem has taken the Torah, has taken the chomets out of your ownership, but you're chayyim. Why are you chayyim? You're not chayyim because it's yours. You chayev because when it was yours, you didn't destroy it. You failed in your responsibility of ownership at the time that you had the authority to do something about it. Bor is about failure. It's not about ownership. It's about failure to do what you're meant to do as a responsible citizen. And that failure makes you responsible. You own the responsibility. You don't own the bor. And the same with Bor. What does the Torah say? You'll see it so beautifully in the words of the Torah. And then what does the Torah say? Say, The problem is not that you dug the Bor. The problem is not that you, that you uncovered the Bor. You're busy, you're fixing the, the pipes there. You're creating a terror tunnel under the, under the Jusarabi. People do those kinds of things. <laughs> so you're busy. So you do that. But cover it when you're finished. Bor is about the failure of responsibility. Bor is not about your property caused damage. Bor is about the failure. What does the Mishnah say on Daphbeins? You've created something capable of damaging. This is not a neutral object. This is not a bag of fruit which you've done in your neighbor's yard. Fruit isn't, fruit isn't a mazik. Here you've created a mazik. If you've created the mazik, you have to, to, to take care. You're responsible for it. And just as if you have comets Erev Pesach, you have to destroy the comets. So if you have a bore in Rishut Rabin, you have to cover the bore. What is, why are you chayev? You chayev because you didn't cover it. You're not chayev because you dug it. That's iskeipticha and iskeikriya. It's not the maasekriya and it's not the maaseipticha. It's not the action of having dug. That's not the problem. The problem is iskei, the outcomes, the results, the consequences. What are the iskei? Like you've got a business. You're responsible for your business. It's not just that you own your business. You have responsibility to your stakeholders. If you have a borrowed Rishus Harabim, there are iskei, there are stakeholders in that. It's not just you. There are stakeholders in that book. And if the stakeholders in that world, you have a responsibility. The lawyer chasenu, just like the chometz in Erev Pesach, 
you failed in your responsibility. So with the Bor Berishus Arabi, you failed in your responsibility, and failure of responsibility creates culpability and liability.